0: Podcast Ministry of New Philadelphia Nazarene. In this podcast, we take some time each week to go just a little bit deeper on the teaching topic that we covered from the previous weekend. Thanks for tuning in and be sure to stay on when we finish our discussion today for additional information about the ministries of New Philadelphia Nazarene. Welcome to another episode. Start it over. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of After Hours. My name is Mark Maddox and I am joined by. Kevin. Evil Knievel, yes. Kevin no. Diatori. The kind. The kind and compassionate. Yes. Kevin Diatori. We're glad you joined us today. We're going to be talking about last week's message. We talked about the tongue. The title of the message is actually, If you play with fire, someone will get burned. And uh, <laughs> that never actually came up on Sunday morning. But um, as Kevin and I have discussed, titles are somewhat insignificant um, in the grand scheme of things. But um, uh, it was a... Uh, we had a good Sunday, and we're, we're slowly getting our way back into some sense of normalcy. Um, and so we did have about 20 or 25 people show up on Sunday, and um, this weekend is going to be our soft opening, and then June 7th we'll be opening back up and welcoming the congregation back in with some definite guidelines and restrictions. Stay tuned for those details later. Mm-hmm. And uh, But uh, <clears throat> let's talk about what we talked about this past Sunday. Um Dealing from James uh, chapter three, um, as I taught the message on Sunday, I kind of broke it down into that those verses into several different things. And let's talk about this first. You know, just the first couple of verses where James basically says, "Listen, uh, not many of you should become teachers because uh, it's not fun. <laughs> you know, it's 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 tough. You've got a much higher level of uh, restriction on you." And um, I think sometimes, <clears throat> you know, I've been in ministry now for 18 years, I guess, and uh, experienced a lot of uh, different things and have made a lot of uh, mistakes and have uh, missed the mark myself on multiple occasions. Uh, but one of the things that, that never ceases to amaze me is the, the the glass house idea, the idea that everything that you do, uh, the choices you make, what's happening with your children, how you decorate your house, whether or not your lawn is mowed—all um, these things are being watched yeah. by people.
1: You have a trampoline?
0: Yeah. When did you get a trampoline? Wow. We wow. mm. must pay the pastor really well if he get a trampoline. They have two cars. <gasps> two cars. Oh my goodness. And we—I mean, I joke about it, but yeah, it, it's you know. That's real. I remember when we were living here in town. Keep them home. And, <laughs> yeah, I remember we were living here in town and. You know, we were living over on Ray, which is real close to the church here, and somebody's like, hey, I saw you grilling in your backyard last night. I'm like, how on earth did someone see me grilling in my backyard behind my house, behind the privacy fence? Yeah. They saw me grilling in my backyard. I'm like, did you slow down to peek through the fence? Where were they driving to even look? Yeah. I wonder what the Maddoxes are doing. Let's go around the house several times until we see them.
1: You know what? I don't know who that person was, but what I would do is then – wait about six months and say hey so I slowed down by your house just to see what you were doing <laughs> you know you may notice some tire tracks in your yard yeah. that was yeah. me I was I was going around your fence <gasps> I saw uh, you were watching CSI on Thursday
0: night yeah. what
1: that was a rerun
0: so <laughs> episode number uh, season 8 episode 13 I saw you were watching that yeah, I'm
1: pretty sure at 4 minutes and 36 <laughs> seconds there's a D word in there so, we, I,
0: I could see the the uh, caption on your screen. Yeah, yeah. So we ain't talking about that. <laughs> well, <clears throat> pardon me. It's not that bad, but um, I don't think. But there is this whole glass house idea, and what James is basically saying here is not, "Oh my goodness, you have it so rough. Your your life is horrible." He's saying, "If you're going to accept this call, you have to you have to be willing to accept that reality mm-hmm. that you are going to be held to a higher standard that you are going to be." Um, observed, not just by the people that you're leading, by the people who are around, but God's watching. And there's a higher standard that's placed on our lives um, when we accept the call to preach and to teach.
1: Yeah, there's there's a weight to it. I, I was a teacher for four years before going into ministry, and I remember I had a student one time, and he's like, well, well my dad says this. And I wanted to look at him and say, well, well your dad's wrong. Um, <laughs> but but um, but I didn't. But there were things where, you know, things are passed down through generations that aren't accurate. And and so I would have students I know were like they'd be like, whoa, I I'd never thought about it that way or I never knew that, you know, I had been taught this way. But, you know, we're learning that history was actually different. And and what you're doing is you're changing and forming their minds. And I think the same translation or it can be translated to the congregation. Um, because they are learning many are learning the word as you teach it mm-hmm. and so you're you're almost you're an intricate intricate part of forming how they view the truth uh, we were talking yesterday how the word is meant to be heard mm-hmm. and so like what you say has so much weight yeah and, and so you're right. Sometimes we do say wrong things. And I mean, like, you know, it, I mean, I'm just making this up. But like if we're like in four days later, Jesus rose from the dead. Yeah. And and if someone was in church for the first time, they may go the next 20 years of their lives saying that or believing that or, you know, and, and I know there's a lot more depth things that are said. But that's why I think we have a twisted view on Christianity throughout, especially the United States, because of people going more out on their opinion rather than sticking to the meat, the, the word.
0: Well, and I think that's what James is really emphasizing here uh, in regards to teachers and preachers, is that they're because of the context in which you're teaching and preaching, just like you said, where there are a lot of people who are getting the, the core of their theology from what you say on a Sunday morning, um, there's a lot of weight with that. Now, we could go down the rabbit trail of how... Uh, Unfortunate it is that people are getting the core of their theology from what's taught on Sunday morning Um, but that's a whole other podcast Uh, (laughs) but for this morning, you know, just kind of talking about for anybody that chooses to preach or anybody that chooses to teach Um It's a big deal Um, and it's not it's not so much. It's not as much about how you're living your life It's not about the people that drive by and see you grilling in your backyard It's not so much that we're just kind of joking on that front What it really is about is what are you saying? Uh, when when you're on that platform, what are you teaching? Um, you know, I've been reading um, in a book called Proclamation in Theology, uh, and Theology uh, and just talking about the role of the preacher is 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 such a significant role. It's such a heavy, a heavy role not to be taken lightly. And at the very heart of, of what we do as preachers and teachers is the absolute necessity of prayer. Sure. That prayer must be the foundation Um, and like, I'll be honest, you know, even as a preacher, even as a teacher, sometimes you may ask the question in your own life, where's God in this? You may feel, you may struggle, you may be depressed, you may deal with anxiety. All those things are very real. I don't care where you are spiritually. Um, and, and one of the most, um, impactful, um, prescriptions is prayer. Sure. To help uh, balance those things out and get through those times, but that's just kind of the beginning there of what James talks about. Then we get into the kind of the meat of it. Um, He talks about how damaging the tongue can be. He compares it to the uh, or how much control the tongue should be can have. Rather would be better things to say say there. He talks about the bit that uh, goes in the mouth of the horse and the bits the small metal piece uh, that's attached to the bridle Which is the leather strap that the rider actually holds on and that bit kind of fits in between the teeth Right up against the gums very sensitive and just the slightest tug can alter the direction of the horse talks about it like a rudder on a boat And that small rudder can can change the direction of a boat And then he talks about how the tongues like a like a fire and how it can how it can in in as small as it is light an entire forest on fire um and then goes on and says, you know, <laughs> the tongue cannot be tamed. And, you know, we, you and I were talking about this, I think it was last week, and just kind of this feeling like, oh, great. Well, no hope there. Right. <laughs> the tongue cannot be controlled, so you might as well give up. Um, and, and, in fact, in this whole s- section from James, James 3, 1 through 12, he doesn't actually give a, a solution to deal with this particular problem. He just says the tongue must be tamed. You know, this must be controlled. Um, and so really that's kind of where I spent a good bit of my time on Sunday morning I was talking about, okay, here's the reality of what the tongue does, uh, how damaging it is. And here's what we can do about it. But, um, I'd like to steer our discussion. I don't know what you have planned, but I'd like to steer our discussion. Um, absolutely nothing in, planned in the direction. <laughs> Fantastic. I would like to steer steer it in the direction of, um, um, our words, both printed and spoken. Hmm. Because we live in such a social media driven age and because uh, we are prone to post and tweet and Snapchat, whatever. I don't Snapchat. Do you Snapchat, Kevin?
1: Um, only with a select few people.
0: I Snapchat with my children. I've sent you some on only occasion. Only to. That's right. You have. But you
1: screenshot these things I to do be screens- used at a later time. I
0: do screenshot all of Kevin's Snapchats because uh-huh. they are blackmailable. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I do the Snapchats with my little guys because right. we have fun making the faces. Right, I but I don't actually use Snapchat no, like that. No, no. okay. Uh, rabbit trail. Okay. Anyway, but our words that we use on social media, our words that we use with people, can be very very damaging. And uh, I think this is worth exploring. I think mm. it's worth uh, talking about, and then talking about the remedy. Okay. What's the solution? What's the solution to that? So. One of the things I said on Sunday morning is not just what we say; it's how we say it, and what whatever we say, and let's just say whatever we post, uh, puts our attitude, it puts our commitment to Jesus Christ on full display. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of the whole talking out of both sides of our mouth type idea, right?
1: Yeah, and and I'm a little different because I am in the millennial age, being thirty five, I'm towards the upper tier, right? Um but you know i <laughs> i i i use social media but for the most part and and you would you know can you know concur agree with me i don't really post a lot of stuff personal stuff i concur stuff. yes um i used to i concur <laughs> and probably oh what was it four f- probably 4 years ago probably when you first started coming mm-hmm. that's when i stopped really posting stuff because everybody either like really supports or they really attack. And, and I feel like healthy discussion is even a rarity on social media. It's still, well, this is what I believe. So this is why you're wrong. Or, and then the next person responds and says, well, you're wrong because this is what I believe. And then it even normally strays from your original post and even your intention of your post. So, like for me, I try to stay away from that stuff. Now you, on the other hand, um, I know utilize quotes. <laughs> like it's more quotes yeah. rather than opinion. Now yeah. you'll quote something from a book or this or that, which I'm I'm cool with that. I guess I could do that if I read more. But um, <laughs> you got to crack a book to be able to read it. <laughs> Excuse me, but um, but I know that there are people that adamantly share their opinion multiple times a day looking to rile people up and 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 even today in in recording this during this time on what's the day may 28th um we had that unfortunate uh incident in minneapolis Mm -hmm. and so um you have the officer on the on the man's neck posted all over facebook yeah and um just today alone i have read polarizing arguments and i'm sitting here going like this this shouldn't be polarizing at all. Yeah. Like like this is wrong. Yeah. And and so if like you know, and so once again if I was in the well, I'm going to share my opinion this and that, I'd probably rip apart people that you know, try to say, well, you know, try to scoot the issue under the rug and say, well, what about all the looters and rioters? And I'm like, let's not I, we don't even need to worry about that right now. We need to address where it all started, like go back to the, Mm -hmm. you know, so, but I'm just saying it does, it gets people, I think when we don't control our tongue, even in what we type, what we do is, is we prompt people to lose control of their own tongue. And I think that's just as bad as us losing ours. Does that make sense at all? It's like, it's like if what I'm going to type is going to cause people to um, stray from self-control,
0: well, I'm pulling them into, I'm, I am, I'm egging them on. You're baiting them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm baiting them with my own inability A- and to and control we, my and Even tongue. pastors do this. Sure. You yeah, know, absolutely. And, but. Yeah, I think, um, and, and I think more often than not, we, we have determined that my opinion needs to be heard on social media. Right, and I'll I'll confess, like I you know, I struggle with this. I think, man, I, I want to say something about this. I have an opinion about this, and I'll post it. You know, um, you know several I don't know, year or two back now, you know, I had a definite opi- opinion regarding um, uh, illegal illegal immigration and 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 being pro life and 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 how you know we we advocate for the, the protection of unborn babies, which I advocate for. But we could care less about the uh, the immigrant children coming across the border seeking food and safety and health. Mm-hmm. And I struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that if you're going to be pro-life, you ought to be pro-life. There you have it. That's what I think. Yeah, no, <laughs> But I, I put agree. some stuff on social media about it. And, man, I caught f- huge flack about it. Sure you did. Huge pushback about it. Um, had people leave the church over it. Yeah. Um, because they were so upset that I would equate the two together. And, uh, and so... Do I still think that my approach? Do I still think that I was correct? I do. I still feel that way. That is still my opinion. I, I still would advocate for that position. Do I think that I need to put that out there? No, I don't.
1: Because I would almost say this: if you feel like it needs to be put out there, this is what I've told people that have done similar stuff with that. As I've said, then then really true, being truly be an advocate for it, go do something about it. Yeah. And and you know, like once again, like what could you do now? But I I had a phone conversation with someone. <sighs> about a similar thing recently. And I said, you're clearly passionate about this. So maybe you need to go to prayer and say, Lord, are you leading me to either start something or be a part of something that would further your kingdom in this area? Yeah. You know, or, or in because helping what the unloved. value
0: Does you just simply expressing your That's opinion, what I'm saying. Especially on, right. on such a corrupt platform as social media can right. Right be. Right. Right. And so, <clears throat> this is where, you know, we kind of talk about it's not just what we say, it's also how we say it. And so, you know, a lot of times it's like if you're going to have a if you're going to have a really important conversation with someone, don't have it over a text message, sure. you know, don't, don't have it on Facebook Messenger, you know, uh, if at all possible, don't have it over the phone. Because how we say things, perception changes everything.
1: Well, how many times even have we read an email or a text message or even a message to each other saying, how would you interpret this? Yes. And we've been on complete opposite ends yeah. saying, well, I see it like this. And, and that, you know, that's what I say. And you go, well, I interpret yeah. it like this because you can't read emotion so, either.
0: So, but the bottom line to all of this is that what we say and how we say it puts our attitude and our commitment and our commitment specifically being our commitment to Christ on full display. And so, you know, if we are, if we are, um, Uh, spewing hatred. If you were, if we are spewing divisiveness, um, if we're spewing offense, like I'm so offended by this, I'm so upset by this. This really makes me angry. Um, We have to be very, very careful. Now, as I'm saying that, I I think I want to put this caveat in there that, you know, there are times when we need to express, you know, I so for instance, we talk about um, the situation with, with this black man who died at the hands of police in Minneapolis. Um
1: and if you watch that video and it doesn't make you sick,
0: right. Then there's something wrong so with the, you. There should be right it, it's appropriate for us to to in that situation say, Listen, this makes me sick and this yeah. is wrong. Yeah, agree. This is wrong. Yeah. Um but I think that it probably needs to end there. We gotta be careful about what else what else we say about we finger pointing. Like so the bottom line is it's wrong. I don't know the whole picture. I don't know everything that happened, but it's wrong. Yeah. I don't care how you look at it; it's wrong. Yep. Um, and uh, that should break our hearts. Our hearts should be broken by the fact that a man died, yeah. regardless of whether he was white, black, red, yellow, green. He died. Yeah. Um, and any life that's lost is is uh, is sad. It should break our hearts. Um, and obviously. There's a whole slew of other things that could be discussed on that platform, but I, I just think you know when when we're talking, when we're saying things, when we're posting things, we're putting um, what we believe on display. We're putting Jesus on display, and sometimes we are <laughs> displaying it incorrectly. Um,
1: well, and let me put this: if you know James says that the tongue can set your whole life on fire, for it's set on fire by hell itself, or I know at the bottom it's basically says because like, um, what did it Some say? Some translations call it it's For, a world, it'll, a world it, of iniquity. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Or so basically, or like burning in hell basically, yeah. and so this whole idea is like, do you want to? Do you want to get a taste of hell? It's it's things that come out of the mouth or spoken by the tongue that don't stem from the Lord. Yeah, and so as bad as as offended as we get now or as much as our our feelings get hurt now like that's just a taste of what hell's like mm. i mean so think about that too though and it's like it, you know i just the fact that he used that as a description i just thought <laughs> man because we're talking about things that we hate nobody likes nobody likes to you know be torn down or yeah. uh, anyway i don't know that's just
0: well and the thing is our our, our words are doing one of two things. We're either building people up or we're tearing people down. Yeah. Period. I was part of a conference call yesterday um, with a, a bunch of pastors. And, and one of the pastors that was in there just said, you know, he just felt like God had been telling him, like, one of the things that needed to change in his life was that he needed to never, ever engage in any conversation to someone's face or behind someone's back that was—, n- that was anything speaking ill of someone else Mm -hmm. like he was just going to be done with that like you know i'm not going to go home today and say yeah well you know kevin la da da to my wife i'm not going to do it because Mm -hmm. that's not that's not helpful to my relationship with you that's not helpful to my relationship even with my wife to do that and so he was just saying i'm just i'm just not going to have those kind of conversations anymore and you know, one of the principles that could go behind that is the idea that, listen, everything you say, whether or not you say it to that person or not, you are either building that relationship or you are destroying that relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, I talked about builders and breakers on Sunday. We're either a yep. builder or we're a breaker. Um, period. And I think a lot of us, Yeah, you know, I, I know I've been guilty of, of being a breaker in the sense that, you know, I'll have... I'll have a conversation about s- someone, you know, uh, behind that person's back, you know, expressing frustration or, you know, a lack of contentment uh, for me, and that person may never ever hear those things, but I'm still destroying my relationship because I'm impl- I'm planting those thoughts back in my mind again, the frustrations that I have. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think that's uh, I think that's good stuff um because we are created to have relationships. I mean, or at least a relationship. So so what are we going to do with that? Right? Because when when we allow our tongue to go free and when we tear that relationship down, we, I feel like we've hit this every week. It just creates bitterness and animosity.
0: Yeah.
1: And man, it's just it's just not pretty. And and then that even distorts future relationships that we may have with other people. You know, I mean, how many people do we know don't allow others into their lives because of something someone else said or did? Um, you know, because of the well, it, the poison of the tongue, right?
0: Everything that we're saying and everything that we're doing is as as a Christian. Okay, so all all of James's writing is about this is what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. This is how you live out your your faith. So. The things that we say, the things that we do, we are showing everybody on the outside, on the outside would be people, those who are not uh, walking with Christ, those are non-believers. We are showing them this is what it looks like to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. This is what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And so they look at us and like, wow, so, so being a follower of Jesus Christ means tearing people down behind their back? Right. Being a follower of Jesus Christ means continually posting divisive and angry things on social media. You know, calling... You know, so so one of the very typical things that we see a lot coming out of evangelical Christians, and don't anybody read into this, but what I'm about to say right now, because I know you will anyway, but a, a huge, 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 huge pro-Trump agenda. But the flip side of that is they will tear apart and bash and call names sure. and post memes of of leaders on the other side of the aisle. Mm. And they will they will they will use some of the same language that our president uses when describing, you know, his his opposition uh, or, you know, Democratic leaders. And I'm like, hold on a second. Hold on a second. You can't. Who are
1: you representing the Lord or are you representing a person?
0: Exactly. Well, what does James say? Look, fresh water and and nasty water cannot come from the same spot. It can't. Um, But that's the way that's the way we are. You know, we come to church on Sunday morning and we praise God and our songs and we pray together and we we fellowship and we say, yeah, you know, he is risen. And then we go and, and talk about, you know, we give names to this person or that person, and post memes on Facebook and and argue with our. And it's just I go, oh, my gosh, this is so inconsistent with who we're supposed to be. And guess what? The world is watching.
1: Sure. And And if the good news of Jesus Christ is in the center of our lives. And, and it's supposedly the fresh water that should be coming out of the spring, um, then that shouldn't happen. Yeah. So if it does happen and we do have fresh and salt water coming out, which we know is impossible, then what is in the center of your life? Yeah. And, and I'm not even questioning, are people really qu- Christians or believers? Okay, look, James says the, you know, at the beginning, we all make mistakes. I get that. But, but really, what is consistently flowing out of your life? Mm-hmm. Because if it isn't fresh water, if it isn't salvation or, and the good news of Jesus, like, maybe you and Jesus need to have a talk. Yeah. Maybe you need to come to Jesus moment because, I mean, like, if the fruit isn't there, right, and, and the fruit isn't there t- at times. You know, sometimes it's funny because even sometimes in my own life, I've been going through rough patches, I guess. You know, we've talked about, like, I was like, man, I feel like I had a real attitude change like a month ago. And, and during that moment, like I don't, I don't think it was just fresh water coming out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I almost had to have Jesus, you know, I think of you like you have a pool, put the right chemicals in to kind of clear up the murkiness. Mm -hmm. And, and I feel, I'm telling you, your life feels 10 times better because you don't have, the only thing you, you have to worry about is, is leaning on the Lord rather than anything else. And, uh, it's just—it's game changing. It's life yeah. changing.
0: Well, and that's kind of the the bottom line. Like I said, James doesn't give us a solution so much in his in his writing here in James three, but the solution is this, and it's presented in other places in James and in Scripture as a whole. But you know that that fire of wickedness <clears throat> that James talk about talks about, which is our tongue, can only be controlled by another fire, and that's the fire of the Holy Spirit. That's mm-hmm. the that's the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Um, and that comes down to um, a surrender thing, and and you know so even as a as a man of the cloth as a preacher, <laughs> I have to have a continual daily prayer that um, that my life would be surrendered to the Lord, like a my prayer life. of
1: consecration, mm-hmm. like right. I always uh, go with Luke nine twenty three. Yeah. You know, help me deny myself, take up my cross, yeah. and follow you today. And it does. It brings this, it brings you back full circle, but it also is promoting humility in your life because you you can't be a believer and not walk in humility. You know, you can't be a proud.
0: Every day is a new chance to mess it up. Sure. Or every day is a new chance to grow further and further in your walk with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, I was reading, uh, in, in Oswald chambers today. I don't know if you read his, uh, daily devotionals. Um, but, uh, he was talking this morning about um, the idea of, of in that day, John sixteen twenty three. It says, in that day, you will ask nothing. And, and so Oswald Chambers was talking about what is in that day. Um, and in that day, that day is, is when the resurrection life of Jesus is fully exhibited in you. And, um, there, you know, we may, we may go through a season life where we have a lot of questions about a lot of things but oswald says here that after a while you find that your questions are gone you don't have any left to ask and it all comes down to a communion with god um and there's a there's a peace you know you talked about that peace earlier Mm -hmm. there's a peace that comes from our communion with god there's a sense of um there's a sense of 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 his presence continually uh every day of our life um and 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 oswald asks the question here and he goes you know you have he has he says you have to come to the point of total reliance on the resurrection life of Jesus, which brings you into complete oneness with the purpose of God, and He asks this: Are you living that life now? If not, why not? Why are you not living that life now? Mm-hmm. And and it begins with a personal decision on our part to say, you know what, <sighs> this is this is this is what I need. This is what I want, and I want to to not have to fight this battle with the tongue. I not have to. I don't want to have to fight this battle with with having. Two different <laughs> kinds of water pouring out of my my spirit um and uh, it comes down to surrender because there's nothing we can do about it kevin i can't i cannot uh in my own power my own ability control my tongue mm-hmm. control my actions but the spirit of god alive and at work within me can yep so yep that's it that's all you have to say about that kevin yep
1: yeah but you know i mean you don't you don't stop walking through life, but you change how you walk through life. And you don't change it, he changes it. Yeah. And um, Yeah, no, that's it's all good stuff. I mean, you could just you could have just we could have just talked your sermon. I mean, it, it was good. This Sunday was good. If you didn't listen to this Sunday sermon, get online. Check it out. mpnaz.org.
0: You can catch all of our sermons on our website mpnaz.org, um, catch video sermons and then of course on our podcast. In addition to these after-hours episodes, we have our weekly sermon. Usually it's posted on Monday or Tuesday of the week following that Sunday. And uh, yeah, we do encourage you to check those out. It's great to stay plugged into that teaching. This coming weekend, we are going to continue our James teaching series, and we are welcoming Pastor Dave Lutz, who's the district superintendent for East Ohio. He's going to be here teaching uh, from the last uh, five verses of James chapter 3 on wisdom. So we're looking forward to that. And uh, and then Kevin and I will be back next week to uh, tear apart uh, Dave's sermon. And, that will be fantastic. And, <laughs> and talk a little bit more about it. That should be an interesting, an interesting podcast. Thanks for joining us today. And uh, we look forward to connecting with you again next week. God bless you. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in again to another episode of After Hours. We're glad you were with us. For more information about the ministries of New Philadelphia Nazarene, be sure and visit us on the web at www.npnaz.org or find us on your favorite social media platform. And again, remember, if you have not subscribed to our podcast, please do so today. God bless you. Love your neighbor.